Shalom Ubracha, this is Chazar Shir number 12, where Bisiyat Deshmai, we will briefly finish the sugya of leak fees, and then we will get into the sugya of Heter Iska. So, just a reminder, last week we saw that a leak fee on a loan is Asr because of Haramas Ribis. It's not actual Ribis, because if you pay on time, you're not being charged for the time value of, uh, of money. If you pay on time, there is no interest. It's only the, the interest is as a knas, it's a fee to incentivize you to pay on time. And that's why mi'ikra din, mi'dorais, it's not going to be ribis. Chazal said that it looks like ribis, it's harama service. But a late fee on a purchase where there is no loan, a late fee on a service uh, where there was no transaction, there was no, there was no lending, so that's going to be allowed, but that's only a one-time fee. If you have a, a, a reoccurring fee, either on a loan or on a transaction, that's going to be nisa doraisa, according to many, because that's clearly because because of the, of the time value of money and the fact that my money is being locked up by you and you haven't paid me back yet, that's why I'm charging and that's why that's going to be a problem of, uh, of interest. So if you have a rental contract and the rental contract says that, uh, that there's going to be a one-time leak fee, that's totally allowed. If the rental contract says that there's going to be a reoccurring leak fee, so now you have a problem that you're signing on something that could problematically, could be, could come to an Issa de Rice if you don't pay on time and then you have a, a reoccurring leak fee, that's going to be an Issa de Rice and therefore it's best not to sign in such a contract. When you have a rental contract, uh, so we said that every month is considered a it's, it's new, uh, a new fee. So therefore, every, for every month, you can charge a new, late, a new late fee. Meaning, we don't say that every month that there's a late fee, that's a reoccurring uh, late fee. It's not a reoccurring late fee, because every month, that's when the obligation to pay is, is from that moment on. Uh, and that's why every single month, you can have a one-time late fee, and that would be allowed. Uh, with regards to giving tzedakah, or making a pledge to give someone a, a gift, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that I can pledge, I could say, oh, I'm going to give you $100, and if I don't give it to you by the end of the week, I'll give you $200. Why is that not ribbis? Why is that not interest? Because there was no loan here. Since there was no loan, it's going to be hundred percent matter. So that was the sugya of, of leak fees that we basically discussed more, more really in detail uh, the previous week. Um, and now we're going to get into the fascinating sugya of, uh, of Hetereska. So up until this point, we've mentioned many, many times uh, in the past few weeks that, that whenever there's lending with interest, so we said that's going to be Asar, unless there's this magic that's called the Hetereska. So we're going to try to figure out this week what exactly, het, what, what is this magic? And we're going to see that if a person, the, 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 the Ramosha says that if a person doesn't understand the intricacies and in how Hetereska works, it doesn't really work. Uh, so let's just give a, a little bit of background and then we'll get into the, and we'll get into the sugya. So basically what, what we're going to start to do is we'll explain what Hetereska is, how it evolved. If you look at the, at the Shulchan Aruch, if you look at the Gemara, if you look at the, the, what, what we know of Hetereska today does not appear, not in the Gemara and not even in, uh, in Shulchan Aruch. Hetereska is something that evolved over time that allowed people to, uh, to lend with, uh, with interest. Let's uh, just to do a brief overview of what a Hetereska is today, what it looks like today, and then we'll go back to the original sources and see how it actually uh, evolved over time. So the Hetereska today, we mentioned that already a few times, that there's many Isuri Doraisa for someone who lends uh, with, with interest. So the, the Lova is Chayv and the Malva is Chayv and the Edim. Not always is everyone Chayv on all six Lavin, but there's a possibility to violate up to six Isuri Doraisa when it comes to lending with interest. So Chazal needed to figure out a way how we could in our times really allow someone to, to lend with, uh, to lend, to lend and get a return on his, uh, on his money. So let's, to, to understand this, we'll take a step back and discuss what's the difference halachically between a loan and an investment. So halachically, a loan I am always obligated to, to pay back a loan forever. So if I take a $10,000 loan from you, I forever, I'd be as goal, I have to, I have to pay that back, that, that $10,000. There's no, there's no bankruptcy protection that I, can, that I can run away from. That obligation is always sitting on me. So that's the definition of a loan. The definition of a loan is that I am a shabbat myself to always pay back for the rest of time. Until, until I'm able to, to pay back. Now, on a loan, you're not allowed to make any interest. You're not allowed to make any return. When it comes to an investment, so an investment, 
if you invest in my venture, in my business or whatever it is, and I fail, so I don't need to pay you back those $10,000. I'm not obligated. I'm not personally obligated to pay back. You invested in a business venture and it didn't work out. So now I don't owe you the money. But since there's a risk that you might lose the money, so here you're allowed to get a return on profits. Here you're allowed to get, uh, you're, allowed, you're allowed to get, uh, you know, you're allowed to have, partake in the revenue share that, that happens over here. So basically, like we mentioned, when it comes to a loan, I'm not personally responsible Excuse me, when it comes to loan, I'm forever going to be responsible to pay you back, but you're not allowed to charge interest on it. When it comes to an investment, an investment, if it loses out, I don't need to pay you back your capital, but if it makes money, you're allowed to, you're allowed to make money off of, my, uh, off of your investment that you invested in my company. So what Chazal are going to try to do with the Heter Iska is they're going to try to convert a loan into an, an investment, right? Because an investment you can get a return on, uh, but a loan you can't get a return on. So what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to structure it in a way where we're going to take this loan and make it as close as possible to an investment, but an investment that there is still a possibility that, that it might fail. Because if the investment is foolproof, if, if basically we convert it into investment where I am always obligated to pay you back the capital and I'm always obligated to pay you back the return, what is that? That's a loan with interest. Right? So what Chazal need to do is they need to toe this line of let's try to convert the loan into an investment where there is still some level of risk that's involved for you, but the risk is so mitigated, it's so small that, that you're still able to, that you're almost guaranteed to get your money back plus the interest, but there is no guarantee. There isn't full proof of guarantee because if there is full proof of guarantee, if I am going to be personally liable always, there's no way for me to get out, so then really what is it? That's a loan with interest and that's us. So that's what the, the chap of Heter Iska is that Chazal take this loan and try to convert it into some sort of business venture that I'm almost obligated to pay you, but there is still a way out and that's why it's not a foolproof loan. There's still a little bit of, of risk over here and since it's still a little bit of risk, it's viewed as, uh, it's viewed as, a, uh, as an investment and not as, uh, and not as a loan. So how does this work? So, up until now, whenever we were discussing a loan, we were discussing it from that there's the lender and there's the borrower. What we're going to do now is we're going to convert those words of lender and borrower to the words of investor, who's the person who's really lending you the money, but we're, like I said, trying to convert it into some sort of business venture. So the lender is going to be called the investor, and then the borrower is going to call the, the, the manager. The manager, he's the, he's the one who's taking the money and he's using it. So let's say, for example, I want to open up a, a shawarma store. So the way a Hatteriska works is as follows. I need $100,000 to make... Uh, to make uh, to, to open up my shawarma store. So what do I do? I go up to you and I ask you, could you please, could I please have $100,000? Now you want to get a return. You're not sure that I'm going to actually succeed in my, in my shawarma store. So we structure it as follows. $50,000 of the $100,000 is a loan, which means whatever happens, I have to give you back those $50,000. That you get back, no questions asked. So the other 50,000 is an investment. So those $50,000, that's an investment. The, you can, we, the shawarma store might make a lot of money and you can get tons of money or the shawarma store can lose money and you can lose that $50,000, right? So at first, it sounds nice. You can get some sort of return, but there's also the risk that's involved. So what did Chazal do to try to mitigate your risk? So they said like this. They said, the $50,000, that's a loan that I always need to give back. The $50,000, that's an investment. If it goes up, we share the profits. If it goes down, so then, uh, so then we also share the negative profits. So, so again, so let's draw this out to make it clear. You give me $100,000, and I tell you, uh, I tell you, I'm using it to buy, a sh- I'm, I'm going to make a shawarma store, and I project that in the first year, we're going to make 18% on this $100,000. So the 50 grand, that's mine. What do you mean it's mine? I took it as a loan and became mine. So I can, I get 50% of the, of the 18% that's projected. So I would get 9%. And the $50,000, that's an investment that you're investing in my company. So you're going to get 50% of the 18%. You're going to get 9% of the, of the profit. So that's how we would, that's how we would structure this, uh, this, this, uh, this deal. But what would happen if the, if the, uh, if the shawarma store goes bad, right? If, we, if I lose money, so then you would, you would lose your, your $50,000. So wh- what do we do? So the way Hatter Eska works, 
works is that we put into the contract that if I want to come back and tell you that, by the way, the company didn't work, we didn't, the shawarma store failed. So you tell me very nice that you tell, right, you tell me that I, I don't trust you. How do I know that it's failed? In order for you to prove that it failed, in order for me to prove to you that my shawarma store uh, failed, well, we need to write in the contract that I need to bring two Edim, but not just any Edim. Chash of Edim, the, the rub of the shul, the, 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 the chazan of the shul. There are the people that need to testify that you actually lost money. Right? If you, I can't bring that, so then I need to pay you the capital. And what about the interest? And for the interest, right, the, the profit, you also don't believe me that we didn't make a profit. So in order for me to make sure that, uh, in order for me to make sure that to, to, in order for you to, to get your profit back, or, or if, if, right, in order for you to believe me that the store didn't make any profit, what I need to do is I need to swear, but not just any shua. I can do shua chamura, holding a sefer Torah in shul, in public, in, in front of everyone with kabbalas of, of klalas and whatever it is. And then if I do that, so then I'm not obligated to pay, to pay the nine percent. But if I don't want to do the shua, if I opt out of the shua, so then I'm going to have to pay your, uh, your, uh, your, your heart. So basically, your half, your half of the, of the profit, the nine percent that, that's on your $50,000. So basically, the way we structured this quote-unquote loan with a 9% interest, it's not a loan with a 9% interest. What is it? It's a $100,000 investment. 50% of it is a loan. I need to give you back the $50,000. The other $50,000 is really an investment. If it goes up, you make money. If it goes down, you lose money. But we stipulated into the contract that it's going to be very hard for you, for me, to actually say that we lost money. Because in order for me to be believed that we lost money, I need to bring two Adim and I need to swear that we didn't make uh, that we didn't make money. And those are things that we probably, I probably will not be able to do. And since I probably will not be able to do it, you're almost guaranteed. You're not fully guaranteed, but you're almost guaranteed to make your uh, to make your uh, to, to to get your money back. Now, why is this allowed? Right? Because it, there's still some element of risk. If I do bring Adim or if I do take a shua, you will lose out. And since there's an element of risk here, it's still viewed as an investment. And therefore, it's not going to be, there's not going to be a problem of, of ribs. If there's no way for me to do it, if it's impossible for me to get Edim, and it's impossible for me to, 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 to swear, so then that's Lechora, that's, that's going to make it into a loan where you're guaranteed to get your money back. And it's a loan with interest, and that's going to be Asar. So the Chap of the Heter Iska, the way the majority of Heter Iskas are structured today, there's, there are a few other ways to do it, but the way the majority of Heter Iskas are structured today is that 50% of it is a loan, 50% of it is an investment. The loan I always need to give you back. Then investment, it can either go up and down, but if it does go down or if it doesn't make the return that I promised or that I projected that it's going to make, you're only going to believe me if I have Adam and I swear uh, and I take an oath and if I don't bring the Adam and if I don't take the oath, so then I'm going to have to pay you back. I'm going to have to pay you back the, the, the money. And that's, and that's basically how an atherisk works. And that's why we can understand what Moshe is going to say, we're going to see later on, Ramosha says that if you don't understand the intricacies of, of atheriska, it doesn't work. Right, because if you don't realize that you have the ability to to swear, or that that, you, that I have the ability to, to bring Adim, so what do you think? You think that you're guaranteed that I have to pay back, right? If you think that the way Hetter Iska does is just some magic wand that uh, that makes lending with ribis asar, but you really have to pay back the interest, lechora says or Moshe, that's not going to work because you you actually think that you're you're indebted to him. You actually think that there is no way out, but there is a way out. Uh, there's a way out through Adim. There's a way out through taking uh, taking an oath. So if you think there's no way out, if you don't understand how Hetter Iska works, says or Moshe, it's not actually going. Towards. That's the, the modern day version of a, of a heter of a heter iska, and that's the, the majority of how it works. What we're going to do now is really see how the heter iska developed through through history. And like we said, in the Mishnah, in the Gemara, in the Shulchan Aruch, you're not going to find our version of heter iska because at first it wasn't so people lent and wasn't it wasn't so so prevalent. Now our whole economy, the whole way the world works now, is with interest and, and whatever. So Chazal had to figure out ways in order to make it uh, in order to make it uh, to make it allowed. So how does it work? Huh? What exactly was the development of the heter? So we find in the Gemara and in the Shulchan Aruch already, the way the first level of how it started was Chazal said, 
when let's say I want uh, I want to take out uh, I, I need a hundred thousand dollars for 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 my shawarma store, and you don't want to give me a hundred thousand dollar loan and just have my money and have your money sit in. in you know, sit with me for, for a year until you maybe return profits. So, and, and you don't get any profits, right? After a year, I give it back to you, right? You don't want to stop, just give me a loan of $100,000. So Chazal said, we're going to do an iska that's called palga milva palga pikaton. Half of it is going to be a loan and half of it is going to be a, pik, uh, a pikaton. Now, this looks like ribs, right? Because if, if we just have a regular, a regular loan or, and, and a business venture where you give me $100,000, 50 thousand is a loan and fifty thousand dollars is uh is an investment and after a year i make twenty thousand dollars in profit so you get 10 and i get 10 we split so but from the outsider what does it look like it looks like you lend me a hundred grand and you're getting back a hundred and uh a hundred and ten it looks like imamish looks like ribis so chazal said that's still going to be okay why because this is a a milsa that the chazal did that that it's allowed if we structure in a way that 50 percent of it is a loan and 50 percent of it is is um is an investment you are still you're still able to return to to return uh to to get a return on on the 50 percent that's an investment now the the shulchanar paskins and this is also in the Gemara, that you need to pay me some sort of fee for managing your money, right? Again, you gave me $100,000. $50,000 of it is a loan. The other $50,000 I'm managing for you. I'm investing it in my... Now, why am I allowed to invest that? What, what, why am I investing your money for free? Why am I not charging you? Because you gave me a $50,000 loan, right? The other 50 grand is, is, 50, is, is for the loan. The only reason I'm, I, I wouldn't do it for free for anyone else, right? So in essence, you're lending me $50,000. I'm giving you back $50,000 plus managing your money, managing the other $50,000. So therefore, Chazal saying the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that the best thing to do is to give some minimal amount at the beginning. That if I'm already using these funds for my shawarma store, so when I wake up in the morning and I'm going to work. Why am I going to work? I'm going to work for my $50,000. My, the loan that I took out, I want to make sure that I'll be able to pay that back, right? So that's why I'm going to work for, for, my, for myself. Since I'm going to work for myself, if you just give me a minimal amount, which we're going to see Ramosh says is even a dollar, that's not good. So now I can manage your money for, uh, for, for that amount as well. So again, the first level of Hetar Iska, the way the, way the, the Iska started off in Chazal was that when I need to when I would like to, to borrow money, we can structure it as 50% a loan, 50% an investment. So like that, there's a possibility where at the end of the year, you're actually going to make some money on your $100,000. Now, why is this not so great? Why is it not foolproof? The reason it's not foolproof is because you're not guaranteed that you're going to get your other 50 grand back. You might actually lose. If the shawarma store fails, you're going to lose your $50,000. So Chazal, the next level of the Heter Iska was to try to figure out a way to at least get all your capital back. So this is based on Tosa. So Tosa says that if I change from the agreement that we made, so then I need to pay back the full investment. So let's say you give me $100,000 and, and, and you tell me, Elida, open up a, a pasta store, right? So 50,000 of it is a loan that I always have to give you back. And then the $50,000 is for the pasta store. But I really tell you, but then what do I do? I don't open up a pasta store. I open up a shawarma store. Right, so because I changed, we had agreed, we had a deal that I need to take your fifty grand to make a pasta store. But I changed it to a to a to a shawarma store. So now automatically, I have to give you back that fifty thousand dollars. It says if I stole those fifty thousand dollars, and I automatically have to give it back. Now, if this if the store makes money, you also get to share the profits. If my shawarma store loses money, I still owe you the uh, I still owe you all hundred thousand dollars. Right, and the Rama adds that we can do this deliberately. Meaning, if I want to open up a, a, sh- a shawarma store, so I come up to you and I say. Can you please give me $100,000? $50,000 will be a loan and $50,000 will be wink, wink for a pasta store, right? But it's not, what do you mean wink, wink pasta 
store that you know I'm really going to do a shawarma store, but we write down pasta store. Uh, and then when I change it, so now you're guaranteed to get your return of, at least you're, you're going to get your return of the capital. Now, there's no promise that you're going to make uh, a profit. Now, so here, says that the Shulchan Aruch Paskin is like this, Allah HaMaisa. That in such a situation, right? So we we figured out and we've gone to the next level where we're able to figure out a way how you can how you can lend me quote unquote really investing a hundred thousand dollars and you're guaranteed to get your hundred grand back, but you're not necessarily guaranteed quote unquote to get the to get the upside. So here, when you give me uh, so so how did so and, and as we explained, the way it works is that I change from what we we stipulated, and the Ramah says that you can even do so intentionally. Why is that not gezel to do so intentionally? Because I'm doing it for your interest, right? Meaning why. Am I really opening up a shawarma store and not a pasta store? Because I think a shawarma store can make a lot more money than a pasta store, right? So when we wrote in the contract pasta store, but I changed it to a shawarma store, I'm allowed to do a lechatchila because I'm doing it for your benefit. I actually do think that the shawarma store is going to make a lot more money. So this is a way to cover the capital, right? To cover it to get you back, but it's still not guaranteed that you'll actually make a return on your uh, on your on your loan itself. So the next step of of the hetriska, the way it evolved, and this we find really in, in the in the shach. The shach quotes this from the Truma Sadeshin. The way the the, the hetriska evolved is that Chazal wanted to figure out a way how you can invest in my shawarma store and not only get your capital back, but also get a little bit of interest back. So how does this? How would how would this be structured? So the way the, the what the Shulchan Aruch says is that if let's say you give me a hundred thousand dollars uh, to invest in some sort of uh, real estate project. And then you tell me, invest it for me, okay, that I'm going to invest it for you. And you're fairly sure that this investment is going to, I'm, I tell you, listen, give me $100,000, I'm going to invest it for you. We're going to make $200,000 in a year. We're going we're gonna to double our, our return. So I take it. And then in a year, I actually make it $200,000. And you stipulate with me originally, you say, listen, if you give me, if you take my $100,000 and make it into $200,000, once it's converted to $200,000, you can take it out as a loan. So, the, so again, so the Shulchan Aruch says, I can take $100,000 of your money, and I tell you that I'm going to invest it for you. And since I'm going to invest it for you, once it, turns, once it gets to $200,000, I can convert it into a loan, and I can keep the $200,000. So that's allowed. Why is that allowed? Because I'm investing your $200,000, and then I'm giving you back. Once I'm investing your $100,000, you gained... $100,000. Now, if you lose the $100,000 in the first year, let's say my investment that I told you is for sure going to double actually loses all of its, loses, we goes belly up and we lose everything. So what's Allah? You lost your 100 grand, right? Again, I mean, I invested it for you. So you have the upside and you have the downside as well. But once it turns into 200,000, so now I can give it back to you. Uh, now, now you give it to me. Now you convert it into loan and now I just owe you $200,000. So the Shulchan Aruch says that you're allowed to do this, but you need to pay me for my service. Because again, why am I taking your $100,000 and investing it for a year. For a whole year, I'm running properties and this and that and making sure that the $100,000 turn into $200,000. Why am I doing all that? I'm doing all of that because I know that at the end of the year, there's going to be $200,000 and, and you're going to give me that as a loan, right? So this is almost like Ribis Mugdamas. It's that I'm, I'm, doing, I'm giving you all these good things in order that I get a $200,000 loan. So therefore, the Shulchan Aruch says that you need to pay me for my fee. You need to pay me a, a $1 fee or whatever it is, some minimal amount that I, that I would get that would cover my, uh, that would cover my cost of, of investing your money. But, but, but if you do pay me that, that's going to be mutter. So again, says the Shulchan Aruch, you have a regular case where you give me $100,000. If it goes up, we convert it into a loan. If it goes down, you lose, uh, you lose all your money. You lose all your money. So, uh, so says the, so, so that's, that's how we pass in Allah Chalamaisa, and you need to pay me the one dollar as the, as the management fee. So comes the Shach, and he says, what you can do in this such a, in such a stipulation, what you can do in such a stipulation is that you can tell me, Alida, I don't trust you. 
right? You don't trust me that the $100,000 was lost. And you don't trust me that the hundred thousand that or that, that it made a profit or the, the exact amount that, that, it, that it made. So you can stipulate into the contract, here's $100,000 to invest. I assume that it's going to, within a year, it's going to be 200000 And once it reaches 200000 we're going to convert it into a loan. But if you want to come and claim, if I want to come and claim that that $100,000, we lost that $100,000, I need to bring Adim that we lost $100,000. And I also need to swear that we didn't make an extra $100,000. And since I don't want to do those two things, I already agree now to give you the, the $200,000 in a year. So this is the first Hatter Iska that was ever made. It was made in 1681 um, by, uh, by, by a Rav in, in Krakow, Rav, uh, Rav Menachem Mendel of Vigdors of, uh, from Krakow. And this was the first Hatter Iska. Now, why do we, we described earlier that our Hatter Iskas are 50% alone, 50% uh, uh, in investment. Why don't we keep the Hatter Iska like this? The reason why we don't keep the Hatter Iska like this is because the Gra argues on the Shulchan Aruch, right? The Shulchan Aruch who says that I can take I can take um, this $100,000. And then once it turns into $200,000, I can make it, I, I convert it into a loan. Says the, says the, the gra, you're not allowed to do that. Why are you not allowed to do that? Because that's mamish ribis mugdemis. I am working for your $100,000. I'm investing your $100,000 in order that you give me, that you give me, uh, that you give it to me as a loan. Right? So in other words, you're getting back, I'm borrowing money, and I'm giving you back service plus the money that, uh, that, that you had. And paying that one extra dollar as the, as the management fee, that's not enough. So the gra argues on the, on the etzem din of the shulchan arach, uh, and that's why we don't use this as a hatreska, because what happens is, is over time, over, over, over history, what the Rabbanin tried to do was they tried to create a foolproof hatreska that's agreed upon by all shitas. So if the actual stipulation of of the, that first all of it is an investment and then it gets converted into a loan. If that is not agreed upon by all, the Shulchan Aruch is masking. But the Gras says that that's us, it's a prohibition of ribis, so we didn't want to build that into the, into the Heter Iska. So the way the Heter Iska looks now is the way Ramosha describes it, and it's the way that, uh, that, we, that we started off at the, at the beginning, where basically I want $100,000 for my shawarma store. So you make $50,000 as a loan, I owe you $50,000, you're guaranteed on that. The other $50,000 is going to be an investment uh, into my shawarma store. I project that all $100,000 is going to make 18%, 18% return. So on the $50,000, that's a loan, that's mine, that becomes my money, I will get 9% of the return. And on the $50,000, that's, uh, that's an investment, you're going to be getting, uh, you're going to be getting uh, 9%, you're going to be getting half of the, half of the, half of the, of the projected, uh, projected income. Now, if the, if, the, if the company loses money, if the first year we lose $20,000, really we need to split those as well. We need to sp- split the losses just like we would split, uh, just like we would split the, the profits. However, what the Hector Iska does is that it says that I'm not trusted to tell you that we lost. And I'm also not trusted to say that we didn't make 18% on the whole 18 grand, on the whole 100, 100 grand, meaning you didn't make your, your 9%, unless I swear. Right? So in other words, we're creating a way where you're investing in my company, where you're able to get a return, but I don't really have so much, I don't have that money. I'm not believed to say that we made that money, that we lost, that, that we didn't make the money or that we lost money. I don't have, I don't have uh, that money to do it unless I bring Adem and I swear. Now, theoretically, could I bring Adem and could I swear? Yes. So there is some element of risk. There is some element of risk over here that's going, that, that, that you might lose out your money if I do bring the Adem or if you do, or Ramesha adds, Ramesha adds, he says, what happens if you know what my investment was? Right? You know that my investment was the shawarma store that's right next to your house. So if you see that it went belly up, you see no one shows up, so then I don't need to swear for you. Right? Why don't I need to swear? Because you saw that, that you know the details of, of, the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the business venture. And that's where Moshe says, whenever you're doing a hatariska, it's best not to know exactly what I'm investing in. 
right? Because if you know what I'm investing in, and then and then the company goes belly up, so then you're actually going to you're actually going to I, then I don't need to swear. I don't need a I don't need to uh, I don't need to swear to to tell you what happened because you know exactly what happened and you will lose your fifty thousand investment. So again, what this does, what the hetariska does, is that it converts this loan into a business venture where there is still some element of risk, right? But you saw how it developed. Meaning at first the investor was at risk of losing 50%. Then he was of risk, not meaning he was able to get all his capital back, but he was a risk of not getting his return. Now the way we structured it is that you, the investor, you, the Malva, are able to get back your $100,000, plus you'll get 9% interest on, the, on this quote-unquote loan, but it's really an investment that you gave me. But because there is a way for me out, because there's a way for me to swear, because there's a way for me to bring Adim, it's not foolproof. And since it's not foolproof, it's not viewed as a loan, but rather it's viewed as an investment. And since it's viewed as an investment, you're allowed to get, uh, you're allowed to get a return. And that's the way that... Uh, that a heteriska works, and that's the way that it, that is structured in uh, in uh, in coin. Now, Ramosha also adds. He says, he says one second. He says, I understand. He says, you go to a bank and you take out, you borrow hundred thousand dollars and nine percent interest. So he says, what is what is the contract that you sign in the bank? It says, I so and so. I'm taking borrowing hundred thousand dollars and I'm paying nine percent interest, right? So so how do you make that? How do you override that? So says Ramosha. He says, if you, if you're having another contract besides for the heteriska, so in the heteriska it says all other contracts that say that there's a malva and a loba and that there's interest, those are all subordinate, those are all uh, subjugated to this heteriska, which is the one that really describes what is, uh, what is going on over here. So that is the sugya of heteriska. We're going to see, Bezat Hashem, uh, that you don't always need to, you don't always need to, to sign the heteriska. You don't always, like, there's, there's a way to do a heteriska, heteriska clearly. But basically, the way the heteriska works, again, one last time, is that there's $50,000 that are, that are, uh, a loan that I give you back. There's $50,000 that's our investment. And you need to pay me $1 up front, says Ramosha, to invest your money. And if it goes up, you make money. If it goes down, you lose money. But the way we stipulated it is that I could, instead of, I, I need to prove to you that we either made money or lost money. If I can't prove it to you, and the way I need to prove it to you is through Adim and through Ashua, if I don't want to use those, those, uh, those ways to prove it to you, so then I already agree now that I'm going to pay you 9% of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of the whole of the of the whole hundred thousand dollars or or right of and and then um and, and then that's how you will make your and and that and that's the way that you make that risk because that's the way how you get it get it a return that it's not a guaranteed return because I could find the adim and I could actually swear but if I don't do that so then you'll get your uh, your return and Bazat the shop next week we'll elaborate on this uh, on the details of hetariska because it's fascinating why is it fascinating because what happens if I'm borrowing money that's not a venture right I just needed ten thousand dollars to make a wedding. So how does the heteriska work? Or what happens if I'm not neman and shvul? Let's say I'm not religious, right? So then you're basically saying that in the contract, sign this, uh, sign this agreement that says that, that, you know, at the end of the year, if I don't have the, if, 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 I, want, uh, if I want to say that we didn't make uh, uh, 9% or 18%, so then I need to testify. But if I show up to Bezdin and I'm puzzled, this, they're not going to accept my, not going to accept my shua. So how does, how does the heteriska work with someone who's not religious? Or let's say I'm, I'm, I'm not religious and I'm investing, I'm taking the money and I'm opening a store, I'm taking the money to invest in a store that's going to be open on Shabbos. So are you allowed to give me the loan? You're basically investing, right? What is a heteriska? You're an investment in a partnership, in, in a business that you know is going to be open on Shabbos. So all those, Bezat Hashem, we'll discuss next week.